Welcome everybody to another episode of Young But Real, episode three. Today, I'm glad to um, introduce nobody other than my dad, uh, somebody who's always been there for me, someone who's raised me, and um, is I can say is the reason why we're doing what we're doing today with all the equipment. So, yeah. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing good. Good. How you been? I've been all right, just school and and basketball. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to do this with me mm -hmm. and to support me. You know how much this means to me, especially. So for people who don't know who you are, tell them, explain. Someone were to ask somebody else who is Rex Kenful, what would they say? Rex Kenful is Thomas's dad. That's a joke. Rex Kinfo is um, a young Ghanaian male who came to the U.S. early 2000 and um, trying to make a hustle here and uh, make a family as well. So how did you grow up in Ghana? You mentioned that you were a young Ghanaian male. How did you grow up? Oh, it, it was tough. It was tough as just as you know, you've been there in Ghana, you've seen how life goes in Ghana. It hasn't changed much. Yeah. It's just that technology has become <clears throat> more um, integrated into society more, but the lifestyle is still the same. Mm -hmm. It was tough. I can tell you that it was tough. Raised by a single mom, me and my brother, I'm the, the youngest. And uh, we, we hustled through primary school, high school and all. It wasn't easy, mm -hmm. but it's a fun place to be. It is a fun place to be. When I went, it was, I was thinking about it today. It's, it was fun. I want to go back. It was an experience that I've never had, an experience that I've never seen before. It was fun. So at what point in your life, in your, in your years in Ghana, did you realize that you wanted to come to America? Being in school, most of my friends uh, were talking about right from right as soon as school is done, they're going to travel. And I always wanted to travel when I was in uh, technical college, but I wasn't sure where I want to go. If it's not the U.S., uh, I wasn't too interested in, in traveling because in mm -hmm. Europe it's not easy. I know. Um, so. I've always looked forward to being able to come into the U.S. Yeah, that is something that I, I'd wish for. And years after school, it happened. What, what age, how old were you? At what age did you move? Oh, I was in my late 20s when I first came to the U.S. Mm. Yeah. And it took, it took a lot to, to come here. So how was... How was the, the transition from, from Ghana to America? What was different? What caught your attention? Um, you know, in Africa, everybody, neighbors, family members, you, you interact, you see each other very often, your neighbor yeah. can take care of things or your kids for you or look out for you and, and all the good stuff, but here, if you don't really have a good friend or a, a close neighbor that you can link up with or relate to, 
that they look out for you and you look out for them, it, you, you're really going to get a culture shock. Yeah. Because when I first came, I felt like nobody really cares for anything here, for anybody, to be precise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was uh, the little shock that I got. Apart from the winter, how cold it was, that was another thing too that I realized about the when, when we When we went this summer, it was different for me because like I've heard the saying like Africa is just like one big neighborhood. Everybody mm -hmm. knows each other. And that's why like African children can relate to this. We say everybody's our cousin mm -hmm. when we're not really like actually related. I've had that happen at school where I say, oh, that's my cousin, that's my cousin. Then later I tell them that's not really my cousin. It's just because they're from Africa. I just call them my auntie or uncle or my cousin. And that's how it is. And that's the difference. That's a big difference between here and and anywhere in Africa is that people care more for each other there. They look out more for each other. And here everybody's, it's like a, every man for themselves here that's right that's yeah. right that's the first thing i realized when i got here yeah mm -hmm. so how would you describe anywhere in africa or let's say ghana or kenya or anywhere that you've been to in africa how would you describe that for people that have never been there it's a lovely place ghana is a very lovely place um it's not you, we cannot compare that to the United States where the skyscrapers, transportation system is perfect and everything. But despite all that, the little uh, things that don't work right like here in the U.S. It's a very nice place. Everybody is very welcoming. Uh, people will help you out of their way. And it is true that everywhere you go, you will find a black sheep. Some people will try to rob you. It's around the, the, the whole world. You see, there are pickpockets, there are thugs. Thieves. Many times people talk as if uh, when you go to Africa, that's where you get robbed. You get robbed around anywhere, everywhere, everywhere in the, in the world. So, mm -hmm. but one thing I can tell you, people are very welcoming, and they will help you if you need any help. And it's a nice place to be. It is a nice place. People have this idea in their minds that Africa is just tall grass and animals <laughs> and mud houses and everything yeah that there's no water and there's no food i see every, we sleep on trees yeah every time i hear that stereotype it it bothers me because i know it's not true being there and seeing it firsthand like these people like some of these people that say these things like they really don't know what they're talking about they just they just only they take what the media shows them and they roll mm -hmm. with it they don't really know what they're talking about but for the people well let me start off by saying this i remember dad when me and you it was like in our last week maybe our last week in, in ghana before we had came mm -hmm. you know we would always go to the barber shop and get a haircut like yeah. once a week or a week and a half and the, it was the same guys in there every time at the you know this this skinny guy the one who would cut my hair he would he said um he was telling you that he wanted to move to america and he was telling me that also when he was cutting my hair that um when i was telling him that we were about to go back he was telling me he wants to move to america and start like a new life and everything and when you had come back to pay for my haircut he told you and you told him that um 
you would like everybody to experience America just for a little bit. Even if you don't like it, you can just go back. If you like it, you stay here. But if you come here, there's no joke. There's no games. You have to actually work. So for people who want to move here, who live anywhere in, in Africa, what would you tell them? Like as advice? My advice is simple. If you have something doing in Africa and you are making good money, I, I will advise you to invest more into whatever you're doing that is giving you good money and stay put. Because once you get here, you're not gonna get papers right away. So whatever money you have in the bank, you're gonna deplete that money. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason things don't go right and you have to go back, you start, you're start. you not starting from where you left off, you're starting from zero. From scratch. You see, mm-hmm. and that's, that's my advice. But I wish everybody would get the opportunity to come here and visit and see how the place is. It's a good place, you can make a, a, a whole new life here. And the sky is the limit here, but it's no joke. Mm-hmm. That's one thing a lot of people don't understand. Many people think once they get into America, all their problems is, is done. Gone. It, you're gone and, and life is just gonna be sweet. No, it's not like that. You know, mm-hmm. in, in Ghana, if, I happen, uh, if it happens that I don't have food in my house, I can go through Uncle Jerry's house. Yeah. And we can go and eat. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And go back home and probably we'll go home with food. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, but imagine here, if we don't have food. You have to work for it. You help your love. I feel like a lot of people, they see, again, they see what the media shows them and they base off they go based off of that. Yes. They see all this nightlife and the clubs and all this and people having fun and spending all this nice money. Nice cars and yeah. people. And p- that's what people think that. Lavish um, lifestyle. Yeah. It's not like that. They think that America is like that. I'm, I'm only 15. And even I know that's not, that's not how it is. And I was telling the barber while he was cutting my hair. I said, look, if you're going to come here, you're going to have to work. Your first couple of years here are not going to be easy at all. He might not, not get work. He might not get papers to work for the yeah. first maybe two, three years. Yeah. He might not have papers That's to work, so he'll just be home. Yeah, I asked him, I said, is there anybody that you know who's in America? He said no. Who could host him? Yeah. And then he then said no. the worst part. I said, if you, then if you want to come here, you're going to have to really work, work so hard. Because it's not easy. The easiest part is having somebody to provide a roof for you and food, <coughs> and food and you can just go live there forever however long you need to and then start up on your own feet but if you have nobody then i mean then you're really gonna have to get it from zero i mean it's hard if you're gonna go i told him if you're gonna go i'm young you don't have to listen to me but if you're gonna come here you're gonna have to work really hard because mm-hmm. it's not easy america's not easy it's not easy mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't work, you can't be lazy here. Mm-hmm. You can't work sluggishly when you go to work, when they're looking for you, you're hiding somewhere, taking a nap. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to lose that job. America is not easy. You, you've been here, you see me, I've been working two jobs. 
constantly. How many years now? For years. Yeah. Working at some point, we have three jobs. When we were about to go to Kenya, I had three jobs. How I managed that, I don't even know, remember. But yes, that's how the world is here. You work, you're constantly on the clock just to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as the money gets into your pocket, you got to pay bills. Your apartment, your car insurance, your cell phone, your your electric, the water bill, everything you got to pay. It's not like there's nothing free here. No. 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 Nothing. You nothing. Constantly have to be on the clock yeah. to make ends meet. Just work hard. My advice, even though I already live here and I haven't moved anywhere, my advice is just work hard. Just stay motivated and work hard because it's not easy. So, Dad, you have three kids, me mm -hmm. being the youngest. So, when you had your first child, which is Chris, how how did your life change? Like, how drastic was it? <laughs> uh, that's a serious question. When I had Chris, I was a young man. I think I was around 20. 25, 26, yeah. And immediately I knew I have to change my lifestyle. I can't hang out with friends for too long and I can't hang out every time with them because I have a family at home. Mm. You know, you have to go do what you have to do when I go to the uh, marketplace, whatever money I make for the day, I'm coming straight home. I hang out with friends on the weekends. But before then, I could get off work and then go hang out with my friends. Then I get home around 10 p.m. It's okay, cool, because I have no family. Take a mm -hmm. shower, sleep next morning. And do it all over again. All over again. But after having Chris, life changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have to be a responsible father. Mm -hmm. And that is how it goes. So what about when you came here? Because you also had Florence and, and Ghana too. Yes, so. Florence was little. So when I came here, uh, I started having some, some part-time job, cleaning offices. So at the end of every two weeks, when I get, every two weeks, I get paid, I save some something small, and then at the end of the month, I send them money for their upkeep. Yeah. yeah. So having, so now that you can say you've raised children in two different countries, is it hard or was it harder raising Christian Florence or was it harder raising me? Like in me in America and then them being in Ghana? Them being in Ghana, maybe here, it was easy sending money, which once you break it down in that currency, they get more so they can do whatever they need in their tuition and food yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it was easy. But you here, I'm spending American dollar on you, so I can say I, sp I spend more on you than them. That's true. So you would say that I was harder, not harder to raise, but expensive. Harder. Yeah, that's fair. But for them, would you say that was harder to 
it was hard for me not because of money it was because you were young or what when i was there yes because well it was hard for me when i was there because i wasn't getting enough and that brought about the idea of traveling oh. to the u.s for greener pastures mm. yeah and then when i came here it was easy or easier for me taking care of them but it was hard because they were away yeah we are not all in the yeah. same place i get so, what you're saying yeah yeah i'm going there and meeting them this summer i remember it was when i found out i had siblings it was it was cool because i always i didn't i don't like being the only child here like i don't like being alone i don't like sometimes i like being by myself but in terms of just being the only child, I don't like the idea of that. And so this summer getting to meet my siblings and getting to spend time with um, Florence was like really fun. You know, we I think me and her, we connected easily in a way that, you know, I don't know, it was just very easy for us to get along. And for it was, mm-hmm. it, After a lot of time, well, not not a lot of time. After a short amount of time, I felt like, okay, like she's actually my sister, you know, not just some person that I've never met. Like I, I felt like she was my, like I was really like related to her, and that's what I, I liked about me and her mm-hmm. being, you know, being my sibling. And now I can say like, you know, I really met my sibling. I know who my siblings are, and not like like. Last year, when I could say, oh, I've never met my sister. I have a sister, but I never met her. But mm-hmm. now I can say, like, I know my sibling. And you hung out with your sister. You did, you yeah, say, yeah. We, we did a lot together. We went mini golfing. We went out to eat a lot and go to the mall, watch movies. We did a lot. Went shopping. It was cool. Florence is, yeah, Florence is fun. So here or in America or in Ghana, anything in in your whole life what is um what is an experience that you had that changed the way that you viewed life say that again like excuse me what's an experience in life that you've had that you can say that changed the way you you could that you change that changed the way you think that changed the way you live or just changed your in the whole way of life things that changed my life was having kids mm. right there and then you know you're a parent now you can't just get up on a saturday evening go hang out with your friends and blow all that you got i mean blow everything by hanging out and eating kebabs and drinks and stuff like that yeah because you have to remember you have a family you will need money to take care of them so moment i had chris my life changed Mm -hmm. you have to be responsible yeah actually that's what i'm supposed to say Mm -hmm. knowing that i have to be responsible changed my life and my lifestyle Mm. being responsible like, I have to be responsible. It's a that's a big thing, even for me sometimes. Just being responsible. It's small stuff. I'm not going through anything big yet. Like I don't have a job or I'm not driving or anything yet. But like even for school, being responsible of you know my homework, 
um, you know, stuff like it gets hard sometimes because I'm just sometimes I just get so tired, or sometimes mm -hmm. I may not understand it. Um, but I said this in the last episode. It's like for me, it's like it's like a basketball. It's like that one team that you don't want to play because they're so good, and mm -hmm. you're you're always going to get beat, and you have no courage. You have you just don't feel like playing them. I look at that as my homework when there's like homework that I don't want to when I don't want to do because it's so hard or I'm tired I think about it as when you play that basketball team that's so good you get even if you lose you had someone that challenged you and pushed you to get better mm -hmm. same with my homework if there's something I don't understand I can learn and challenges me to get better because so what's the point of playing somebody playing a team you know, you know you're gonna that we're gonna anyway. yeah what's the point of playing a team that that uh that you're gonna win by 30 it's the same thing as me saying what am I, what's the point of me like you know doing math homework that's two times two that's easy you know mm -hmm. I'm, what am i learning from doing that so i mean yeah being responsible with my homework is as much as it sounds like a a child thing it's really a big thing for me at least it has to be a big thing for you because there are two things you have to know we your parents have to make sure your fees are paid and take you to school yeah that's our responsibility your responsibility is to learn study make the pass with flying colors make us proud because Making the dollar here is not that easy. Mm. And we pay all that money to put you in school. You have to learn to make sure you make your parents proud. Yeah. It's your responsibility to learn. And it's my responsibility to pay the fees and, or the tuition. Mm -hmm. You get me? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a two way. Yeah. I can't say, oh, I can't speak for everybody. But like sometimes when mom gets emails home from like, teachers saying that I have missing assignments it's because or I'm not really trying to make an excuse or anything but it's just sometimes it's hard to just stay on top of it when you have so much going on especially with school and it's not like I don't want to give the impression of that I don't care that I'm not trying mm -hmm. because I do I care about my schoolwork a lot it's just that sometimes it gets hard and I don't want to like you know give the impression that I'm not trying or that I don't care about my schoolwork because I do. So if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self advice, what would you tell yourself? Stay in school. Study hard. Get serious with your homework. Continue your education. Mm. Because the reason why I'm saying continue with education, I... The moment I had a child, I kind of forgot about school, continuing education. I had to hit the streets in, uh, in North Africa. Yeah, hustle and make ends meet, take care of them. Yeah. That, was, that was the mistake I made. But I could have done that at the same time, taking some evening classes, yeah. you know, to continue school. Because I was very good in computers and... Uh, I just threw it all away, kind of. Yeah, I just left everything and see, Uncle Jerry is a software engineer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we started the same year. 
and because I had a child, I just put that on the side. And, and even when I got here, I wanted to, by the pressure of taking care of people back home, <coughs> got to my head more than trying to continue education. Yeah. It's very important. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very important. Yeah. To my teenage self, I think that would be the best advice. So stay in school, stay keep in studying. School, study, continue education. Yeah. No matter how hard it is, just make sure you get a skill, some degree or something. Yeah. yeah. I so mean, now I have been able to to do courses online and gotten some certifications and stuff like that, which is very good. But I wish I had done that before now, because then that will end you that will land you a better job. Mm. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. When you come in, you already have a degree or something. You start from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Not not from the bottom. You start somewhere above mm -hmm. the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what you would tell yourself? That's what I would that's, tell myself. That's great advice. And you, if you're still young and watching this, take that. You know what I mean? Use that as you know your motivation or as someone who's older who has been through what you have been through you know take that from his mistake learn from his mistakes you know learn learn to um just be the best you can so one more question because we're wrapping up on time um we have about two maybe three minutes left or something so if there's anything that you could go back and change in your life what would that be or do you just you're just kind of content with everything that's ever happened i don't think there's anything i can change yeah. or maybe i would change if there's anything i would like to change i think i would like to change the the age which i became a father mm -hmm. so that i would have completed my first degree or something before becoming a father yeah. because the, it took me a long time even coming to the US before I could start learning again yeah but you see you learn better and faster when you are young I'm an adult I'm thinking about the kids I'm thinking about car insurance I'm thinking about mortgage and all that you think I have the best brain to study no, you have no. distractions. So there are a lot of distractions. So the best thing you have to do is learn why you have no bills, yeah. because you don't worry about anything. Mm -hmm. See, you don't worry about anything. Your parents worry about that. They do the worry, mm -hmm. and you do the study. Yeah. So that's my advice. Yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to ask me? What would you like to do for the future? Um. So, remember when? You went to Ghana just two months ago mm -hmm. for um, just to go. Um, I went to Uncle Sammy's over the break. I stayed there for two weeks. And, you know, he likes to watch sports like a lot: football, mm -hmm. basketball. He's talk, talking to me about rugby, soccer, every every sport ever. And every night we would just sit down and we would watch um, like a basketball game. If it was like Monday, Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday, mm -hmm. watch football and you know, just watch sports. And then 
would also watch Shark Tank. And he was telling me, Uncle Samuel, he was telling me about, um, like, sports agents. And, like, I, how, I, how much I love sports. You know, I love basketball. Uh, I love watching it. Um, me playing has kind of, you know, kind of faded away a little bit, but that's okay. Um, just realizing that it's not really meant for me anymore. But watching basketball, and I understand it, and football, I understand football, and it's not hard for me to understand sports because, you know, it's uh, it's just natural to me to mm -hmm. for that. And he was telling me about sports agents and how, like, you know, or, like, he was talking about, like, real estate agents and stuff like that and how they get, like, a certain percent of, like, commission of if they sell this house, they get, it like, maybe 6%. They do this. And that's just houses. If I'm talking about a... Uh, uh, an athlete who makes forty-five million million dollars a year, mm -hmm. and I get six percent of that forty-five million. Six percent isn't a big number, but when it comes to forty-five million dollars, that's a lot of money, you know. And I could be making that while helping other um, athletes reach a deal. That's what I would do. Sports agency is sign helping agents or helping uh, my clients sign with a team or a brand like Nike or Adidas. And I would get maybe a certain pay cut out of that check mm -hmm. because I helped them sign or because I'm their agent. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is, is that you don't just get one client, you can get as many clients as you can handle. Or maybe there is a certain number as to how many. But there's like inspiration, like um, for example, there's this guy, his name is uh, Rich Paul and he's like, LeBron's manager and LeBron you know he makes a lot of money because he has his own school at Nike it's almost his brand honestly he has he's big in Nike you know it's almost like people consider him the best basketball player of all time he plays for the Lakers makes a lot of money so out of all of that he's making he has an agent behind him who's made who's helped him get to that point and I feel like that's what I want to do is you know because it's sports and because i understand and i like sports you know i want to keep that involved in my life and i think that's what i want to do somewhere or another good yeah don't let it be just about the money no you need to have relationship yeah. with the people you need to have a passion for it if it's just for the money you will fail mm -hmm. if yeah. you have to if you have a passion for that field yeah then you will sell. Then the money will come with that. Yeah. I was telling Uncle Sammy, I was like, my parents being from where they are and having to struggle to come here and, and make money and, you know, do whatever. And me being born here, I can get a good paying job right out of college. Whereas you guys, when you came, you had to wait a couple of years to even receive that, you know, that go to be mm -hmm. able to work. So, you know, I told him, like, I have no reason to not be successful. I have no reason to not make it out and be the best that I can be because I really have it all handed to me. And you guys have to work for it. And I, I have to take that to my advantage and use that wisely. So, yeah. yeah. My advice to you, learn it now. Yeah. So you will know more of it. You know it more. You know it best by the time it's you get to the age to get employed. Yeah. Not, not 
now you, that's when you are going to study for it start studying it now if it's something you need to study you need yeah. to learn about it start it now so by the time you are ready to become an agent yeah you know more than most people know yeah so you when you say something you know what you're saying not like you, you're yeah. not sure mm -hmm. so study now yeah the biggest thing is i just didn't want people to but with my career choice, I just don't want people to be disappointed because I know growing up, when I was growing up, like even to this day, people know me as because when I was younger, I wanted to be a pastor. That's mm -hmm. the main reason when we go to church or we go anywhere, like some people, You can friends. still be an agent and be a pastor well, or be I'm a motivational speaker or something. You I'm don't just, really have to be a I'm pastor. I'm just saying, I just don't want that uh Disappoint. I don't. I'm not really worried about disappointing people, but I don't want people to like you know, because a lot of people can judge, and I don't want people to look at me like wow. I'm different. But yeah, that's what I want to do in my life. And um, thank you, Dad, for coming on this episode with me, episode three. I know it's mm -hmm. been a while since we uh, we've uploaded. It's almost been almost been three months. Um, this is the first episode of the new year, and it's February. Um, you know. Sometimes it gets hard, but we are kids. We do do go to school, and some adults do have work. So, you know, it gets harder, but you just know we don't give up. Um, we're going to try hard, hard, very hard every week. And, um, yeah, so thank you, Dad, for coming You're on this welcome. episode. Thank you for taking time um, to talk with me. And um, yeah, just make sure that you're following the Instagram. Make sure you um, are following the Spotify and um, subscribe to the channel. All the links will be in the description. And um, yeah, Young Burrell, episode three. It's over with. Thank you for watching. <laughs>